Welcome to the Life Church STL podcast. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope this message encourages and inspires you. Thanks for listening and enjoy today's message. Today we're going to be talking about our words. Um, and believe it or not, you might believe it, you might not, I don't know. But Proverbs has many, many, many little verses about our words. It's like 150 times or something in these 31 chapters, these short number of chapters, but so many times it speaks about our words. And you know, as I was preparing this, I was thinking, I just, I was thinking about, you know, we, we talk all the time. <laughs> all the time. Some people talk more than others. But we all talk. I got some amens out there. We all talk. You know, there's words coming out of our mouth. There's things that we're saying. And, and I was just thinking about that and how many, I was contemplating myself. In what I'm, in what I'm saying and what I'm speaking each and every day that I am alive, what is coming out of my mouth? Are the things that I'm saying, are the things that, that we are saying, are they, are they giving life? Are they building up? Or are they tearing down? Are they speaking death into something? And you say, oh gosh, I, I always speak life into every situation. And I, you know, we all want to be that way. But I will tell you, you guys can, you know, be all high and mighty, and, and I'm going to tell you that, like, I know that every day there are things that come out of my mouth that, that aren't right, you know? Like, and it's, it's not that I'm some mean person or I'm yelling at, at Tori all the time or anything like that, or my kids, I'm not, I'm not, right? Okay. Um, you know, not like I'm, it's just like there's flames coming out of my mouth. But I know that, like there's so many times when you wake up and you get up, you take a shower and you look at yourself in your mirror and you're like, Bleh. this could be better, you know. <laughs> just things, you, you say things. You, you wake up and, and all of a sudden you look at yourself in the mirror or look at somebody else. I'm, and we shouldn't, but we do those things. We're speaking negatively. We're speaking filth sometimes. What is coming out of our mouth? Because they hold weight. Those words hold weight. Right? In Genesis, God created the heavens and the earth. He spoke it into existence. We're not God. We can't just, I can't say tree and then there's a tree. But our words, we're created in the image of God. And, and the words that we speak do hold weight. And they do have, if you will, a creative power and a destructive power. And there's literally actually studies about how the words that we say actually affect our lives and even change things in our brain. So if you will, 
Whenever you're speaking these things, you are creating or destroying things, at least in your brain. I'm going to go ahead and read it because I'm, I mean, I don't have these scientific things memorized as maybe you think I do, but. But it says positive words, such as peace, love, like saying positive things, can alter the expression of genes, strengthening areas in our frontal lobes and promoting the brain's cognitive function. They propel the motivational centers of the brain into action, according to these authors that are writing this study. And it builds resiliency. On the other side of that, hostile language can disrupt specific genes that play a key part in the production of neurochemicals that protect us from stress. So all of a sudden, there's, there's this feeling that comes up, up in us, and then all of a sudden, when we speak into that, we're not feeling good. Maybe we're feeling a little down, and all oh, I just feel down. You know why you feel more down after that? Because you just said it, and your brain's like, yeah, I do, and it's like, I'm going to stop producing those happy chemicals. I'm going to stop producing those. Actually, I'm going to start being destructive to the, to the things that are protecting me from the stress and the anxiety that I'm going to. I'm actually going to start killing those off, and then it just keeps getting worse. And on the other side, if we get up and I'm like, man, I'm not feeling that great. But I'm like, you know what? This is the best day of my life. I'm going to have a good day. People love me, I think. And just kidding. You know, like, I've got a family and, and, and God has been good to me. And, and this is going to be a good day. And all of a sudden, I'm actually feel it right now. Woo! You know, it's like... You, yeah, I feel that coming up in you. What words are we speaking? In Proverbs 18, verse 20 and 21, it says, A man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth. From the produce of his lips he shall be filled. Okay. A man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth. From the produce of his lips, he shall be filled. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Those who love it, love what? What says death and life are in the power of the tongue. A man's stomach will be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth. It's saying these things... Whatever you love to speak, that's the fruit that is coming out of your mouth. You're speaking these tasty morsels or bitter, rotten fruit. And whatever you love, that's what you're going to be eating. Our words launch life or deliver death. I, I just... Man, do we understand the weight that what we're speaking holds? The, the words, do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Anybody ever seen that one? Okay, maybe you did, maybe you didn't. Gosh, why do I always think of movies? It's from Rush Hour, okay. 
(laughs) Think about even this last week. The things that we've spoken, have they produced good fruit? Have they been uplifting? Have they been giving life? Or have they been tearing down? Are we doing that to ourselves? Are we doing that to others around us? It could be our family. It could be people at work. It could be the person that drove and cut you off. We might have had one of those situations this week. But what are we speaking? And we see in this verse that the tongue has power. You know that your tongue is actually a muscle. And it is a very powerful muscle. It's super strong. And even if when we think about it in that physical way to think that that our tongue is strong, but it relates to everything in our life and and what we are speaking because those things are strong also. According to researchers, on the average day, our mouths open 700 times and speak 18,000 words. That's a lot of words. I'm not sure if I speak that much. Probably on Sunday I do, but I think I've said this before, but whenever Tori and I were dating, we would talk on the phone. Well, she would talk on the phone, and I would listen. Back then, I was probably speaking maybe like a couple hundred words a day, I bet. (laughs) But we speak. The words that come out of our mouth, there are so many. Are we carefully watching what we say? Because words penetrate. Words penetrate. Proverbs 12, 18, it says, There is one who speaks like the piercings of a sword, but the tongue of the wise promotes health. Wow. So there's one that that speaks. It's like a piercing sword that is cutting up, that is slashing things. I mean, think about, like, I, I want us to think about whenever you go throughout the rest of your week, hopefully you're thinking about your words and you're like, that word came out. Is it cutting up or is it bringing healing? Because our words can promote health. Our words can bring healing to those around us. Our words can strengthen. I don't, I don't know about you, but man, I don't think I think about my words enough. You know, we talk so much that actually things come out without us even knowing it's coming out. There's actually even a proverb about that, about speaking too hastily. It's like when you hastily speak, what does that mean? It means that, like, I'm actually letting the stuff come out. The problem is, is that's probably in there, and it's coming out without me even knowing because I've allowed it to be a part of the inside of me. I've been thinking about it. I've been ruminating on it. It's down here now. 
Do we think about that those things that are coming out are things that are deep inside of us most of the time? Things that we've allowed to to connect to us and, and, and to grab hold of us. You know, in, the, in World War II, there were a bunch of different promotional materials or, like, campaigns that they did. And uh, I love, like, old war stuff and war posters. And at some point, I'd, I had, like, downloaded all these war posters. And uh, there's one of these campaigns. It was this big poster, and, and it said, Loose lips sink ships. Loose lips sink ships. And the deal was is that, you know, the Navy was out there, right? These ships going out and and guys, tons of guys on there. Um, And and they would stop at different places. They would get to go out and get off the ship. And they had to do this campaign because they needed the guys not to talk about where they were going. And this whole campaign, loose lips sink ships. Don't let your lips be loose and talk about stuff that you shouldn't be talking about. Because loose lips sink ships. Because not only you're on that boat, but there's hundreds of other guys on that boat. And the things that you spoke are going to bring something very negative to all of us in the future. So interesting. And I can relate that to our lives too because, because it's the same with us. Our loose lips sometimes seek ships. And so many times it's not just us on that ship that it's a whole ship full of people. And I said ship, okay? I'm saying it a lot and I'm trying to be very good about pronounce, pronouncing ship. But we're allowing these things to come out of our mouth that that we're speaking and piercing and doing these things. And it's tearing apart the vessel that we're actually floating on. And there's so many other people on this boat with us. Specifically, like with me, my family. Well, with me, all of us. But we have so many people around us, and that doesn't just affect us. It affects all of the people around you. Are we careful with what we're speaking? In Proverbs 16, 27, it says, An ungodly man digs up evil, and it is on his lips like a burning fire. Do we understand See, our words hold weight, but also in this proverb, I love the way it says it's like a burning fire. That the words coming out of our mouth, sometimes we feel like, oh yeah, that just fell fell flat. Oh yeah, that just, you know, it, it went about 10 feet. No. Could you imagine if we actually saw what happens with our words and to see that the words that coming out, of our, coming out of our mouth can be like a fire. We saw that go, and all of a sudden, there's a fire in front of us. Oh, it's just a small fire. Don't, fire doesn't usually just stay in one place. Oh, it's just one tree. 
It's just a little bit of grass, but it doesn't stay there. It spreads, and it gets bigger, and it gets stronger, and then the wind picks it up, and it spreads across the whole forest. Are you thinking with me about this scripture like I have now? It's like an ungodly man digs up. The things that we're digging up, are are we digging things up just to dig up stuff about people? Stuff about, I could say it even about ourselves. Are we digging things up about ourselves that we shouldn't be digging up? Things that God has already forgiven us from. Things that He has already forgotten about. And all of a sudden we're like, yeah, but that one time I did this and I did that or back in my past or whatever. And we sit there and we dig and we dig and we dig. And all of a sudden we're digging up all this stuff. But it's not, it's not just a little dirt, it's a fire. that can turn into a raging flame that burns up everything around it. What are we digging up? <laughs> Proverbs 6, 17. Actually, six, I'm going to read 16 through 19. It says, these six things the Lord hates. Yes, even seven are an abomination. I think he was just like, actually, I want to add more. Just one more. These six things, nope, there's seven. The Lord hates and are abomination. It says, a proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that are swift in running to evil, a false witness who speaks lies, and one who sows discord among brethren. First thing I want to get out of this is that there's seven things and three of them have to do with a mouth. It's like hands, your attitude, a proud look, being prideful and what our hands are doing, heart that devises wicked plans, feet that are swift, but there's three, the lying tongue, and a false witness who speaks lies, and one who sows discord. There's three things that have to do with our tongue. I think it's pretty important to watch what we're saying, to think about what is actually going through our head and is going to come out of our mouth. Even if it's flattery. You know, it's interesting. Most of us actually enjoy flattery and can get a good feeling by somebody flattering us or telling us how great we look or how good we did. But the problem is, so many times, I'll take that on both sides, okay? For the person that receives it, if it's not received the right way, can become pride. We can take that and allow it to do something in us that causes us to think we're something we're not. 
Like somehow the reason that I got that compliment is because I did something and not because who God made me to be. Not because he did it in me. Not, not because he created me to do this thing. But somehow I get prideful. I could get prideful in myself. And on the other side of it, Proverbs 29.5, it says, A man who flatters his neighbor spreads a net for his feet. <laughs> a man who flatters his neighbor spreads a net for his feet. And I know this is not what happens all the time. But we got to be careful. What is the reason that we are flattering somebody? What is the reason that are we trying to get something or trying to do something that is going to make us have the upper hand? Is that the reason that we're given these kind words? Are we trying to, to build somebody up so that we can just pull the rug out from under them? And that's kind of what this scripture says. Be careful about flattery because that's what it can be. I think it brings into this the thought of the, the intent of our words. It's not just about the words. It's like that I'm speaking, but the intent. What is the thing that is going through my mind when I'm speaking them? Because I can give a bunch of lovely, kind words to somebody just with the intent to knock them down later or with the intent to, to flatter them and build them up so that I can get something that I want. understand the weight that our words hold. So, what should the words that we are speaking be like? They should be like refreshing water? Has anybody ever stood like in, I can't remember when it was, but I've been in a place where like up on the mountain and there's this like stream that's coming down and, and, and it's like so crystal clear and it's cold and refreshing and you like get in and it's almost too cold but you're like oh it's rejuvenating it's so awesome but you just want to like drink it you know and you're just like uh you know I don't know maybe that's just me just want to like you know fall back at it but it's only like that deep but anyway Proverbs 10, 11 says, the mouth of the righteous is a well of life. It's a well of life. But violence covers the mouth of the wicked. But what should our words be like? They should be like a well of life. Like when the, the words are coming out of our mouth, are they like a pure stream? A well of life. Like it's coming off the mountain, crystal clear, perfectly pure that will give life to those that it falls on. You know, sometimes I think, I was thinking of the opposite of that, and, you know, anybody ever seen one of those just ponds, those like stagnant, stale ponds in a, in, in a yard or, a, you know, at a farm or something, you know, and you're like, 
I don't know what's in that, but it probably could make me sick. You know, you're like, you don't really know whether you should get in that water or not. And I was thinking about that, that the words that are coming out of our mouth can be pure and giving life crystal clear. Like, think about it, crystal clear water. Or they could be like that pond in that field that's dingy and green and got all kinds of bugs in it. You know, I'm trying to give you a visual picture because whenever you're speaking this week, I want you to visualize if that comes out all green and dirty. I, I, want, you to, I want you to come out, like, me too, like I, I want to say something and, and it be cl- crystal clear and I'm going to know whenever I see that thing coming out and that's like sewage water, you know? Yeah, that's gross. But the words that we speak can be a well of life. They can bring life. They can, they can water those around us. In Proverbs 16, 24, it says, Pleasant words are like a honeycomb, sweetness to the soul and health to the bones. Pleasant words are like a honeycomb. Are the words coming out of our mouth sweet? Are they tasty? Are they, they something that, that is enjoyable to those that those words are falling on? I don't know about you, but my, my daughter, Ansley, she loves honeycomb. Why is honey so expensive anyways? But you get the stuff with the honeycomb in it, and it's like $25, it seems like. You're like, holy cow. But it's worth it. And really, look, when this was written back, whenever this was written, it was like a, a delicacy. It was something that was even more sought after. And think about how honey is now, and it's like, yeah, I could go buy that at the grocery store. But think about when these words were written and how honey was something that couldn't just be found everywhere, and you had to be somebody to have it. And think about now the words coming out of your mouth being like that honey that is actually something so special, so sweet. that when somebody receives those words, or if it's yourself receiving those words, that it's, it's a treasure. It's a blessing. It sweetens their life. I'm going to go to Proverbs 25, 11. It says, A word fil- fitly spoken is like apples of gold, in settings of silver, like an earring of gold and an ornament of fine gold is a wise rebuker to an obedient ear. Wow. I think, I just love the pictures. I don't know about you, but I love pictures. I love thinking about that, about our words being like, like apples of gold. I don't know why apples, but, you know, apples of gold. Set into silver. Like, it's a jewel. 
It's, it's something that's made by a jeweler that's taken time, that is given to somebody. That they can wear and be proud of. Are we taking the time with our words to build the jewelry that people can wear and be proud of? Like, I want the words that are coming out of, the, out of our mouth to, to be so sweet that it brings joy to people's life and, and also to look like fine jewelry that they can wear it, that when we're speaking these things over them, that they wear it like fine. Wow. Has anybody seen a jeweler make jewelry? It's, it takes time. There's precision. There's artistry. There's years of studying and and doing to come to the place where to where you can make fine jewelry and I'm thinking about all this in this scripture and it's like it's like earrings of gold and an ornament of fine gold are those the things that we are speaking are people going to be able to wear them like fine jewelry that's what I want to be coming out of my mouth. That's what I want to be coming out of your mouth. That's what God, listen, are we speaking these things over people's lives and over our own life? Because this is what God is, how could we do something different than what God is doing? Because he is speaking these things over our life. He is speaking these blessings. And that he's created us for good things. And the words that he is speaking only have life coming to us. Even if it's a rebuke, it's only to bring more life. It's only to cut off the things that shouldn't be there. Think about that. Those things, you're like, ow, why did he do that? He's being mean. No, he's being good because he's going to make you better. Would you stand with me? Thanks for listening today. We pray this message encourages you. If you have any questions or you'd like to learn more about us as a church, you can always visit us online by going to lifechurchstl.com.